your dreams can be your reality. You all, time isn't real. Okay, that is fucking crazy. Spirituality, manifestation, travel, money, entrepreneurship. Welcome to In My Non-Expert Opinion. I'm your host, Chelsea Wright. everybody welcome back to in my non-expert opinion and march madness podcast edition if you are a first-time listener i have never done this but the whole month of march i'm releasing two episodes a week on tuesdays and fridays because i have so many incredible guests on and so many thoughts that i want to share i feel like i want to recap you on my travels what's going on at my business i have tips and tricks i want to share and i've just been talking to some really amazing people including one of my besties today marley rose harris she's been on the podcast multiple times we met about 2 years ago i want to say i feel like time is so blurry between 2020 and 2022 that honestly, it's so warped. I I thought we met like five years ago and I'm like, no, we literally met two years ago. So she was on the podcast right after we met. Then she was on it again last summer and now she's on it again. So we did a podcast swap. I'm also on hers. So make sure to check out her podcast. But today we're talking all about money. We get pretty deep into money today. We talk about how Marley pivoted her business and ended up becoming a business coach, a very successful business coach. We talk about how she took the leap and went from a nine to five to running her own business, how to get into the right money mindset, because there's a lot that goes into it. It's really deeply rooted in us. And it's something that you can't just snap your fingers or do one meditation or one journal entry. And all of a sudden you're ready to receive. It, it really is a lot of work. And we talk about how to do that. A lot of that is based on the subconscious mind and reprogramming it. So I really ask her, how do we reprogram our subconscious mind? I know a lot of people listening are probably thinking the same thing as me. Like, I do want to receive money. I know I want to make more money. I know I want to help more people with more money. I just don't know how. And so we really get into how today. If you're a business owner, we also talk about raising your prices and when is the right time to do it. I actually was surprised by her answer. Not because I disagree with it, but because as someone who has made such an incredible living for herself, she actually says she doesn't agree with just raising your prices just because you saw someone else did and it's what you're seeing or thinking you should do. So we really get into that as well as strategy in business and energetics in business. So I think this is not only going to be helpful for business owners, but if you're someone that's just like, I'm frustrated with my situation. I'm scared to look at my bank account. I never seem to make more than X amount of dollars per month. I am terrified to talk about my credit card debt with anybody. Then this episode is something that you definitely want to listen to all the way through. And Marley has an amazing new offer coming out called Money Club, which she'll tell you about at the end of the episode. So make sure you listen all the way through so you can hear about Money Club, when it's starting, how to get in touch, how to become a part of it. It is going to be such an incredible resource for you to work on your relationship with money and your money mindset. And before we dive into that, I just have two quick announcements that my podcast coaching is officially open for enrollment. I have six spots open through the end of March, and this is for anybody who wants to launch a podcast, whether that's as a creative hobby, as someone that actually wants to make this an extension of their business. If you're someone that's been feeling limited by social media and you want to try expressing yourself in a different way, podcasting really is such an incredible way to do that. 
You all know I'm obsessed with podcasting. It's been my favorite thing to do personally for the last four years, and it's been the biggest driver of my business. I know Marley says that as well, and I've talked to several other co- several other coaches who have come on my podcast who have their own podcasts, and they're like, oh yeah, it's hands down one of the best things I ever did for my business. So as a business owner, it's a really strategic, smart move, but as a creative and artist, it's also a beautiful way to express yourself, and it's such a self-esteem booster. I don't think I talk about that enough, but it really gave me confidence that I feel like I was missing later in my 20s, and I just had a client post in a story about how much her confidence has changed since she started a podcast. She's now going after a new job opportunity. She's literally just taking life by the horns and going after it. She's posting all these episodes because she loves doing it. And that's the transformation I hope we can work on together. So if you're interested, there's three-month packages and six-month packages. You can find that all in the link in my show notes. And of course, if you have any questions, just reach out to me at Chelsea Rife on Instagram or info at ChelseaRife.com. And one last thing is actually not an announcement. It's a giveaway. So as a thank you for anybody who leaves a review, you'll be entered into a giveaway to win a variety pack of Curious Elixirs. You know I've been posting about them. I was drinking them all of February, especially after my family vacation. I knew I needed something else to drink outside of alcohol, and Curious Elixirs came into my life at the perfect time. They are booze-free cocktails. They're delicious. They taste like a cocktail without the alcohol. You get that fix, and they're actually good for you. You de-stress. You can actually feel a boost in creativity and focus and energy. So it's not just a juice or a replacement for alcohol. It's actually good for you, which is why I freaking love them. So if you want to win an entire variety pack, all you have to do is leave a review on the podcast Go follow Curious Elixirs on Instagram and then take a screenshot of both things. Show me that you follow them. Show me the review. You can send that to info at chelsearife.com or at chelsearife and you'll be entered into that giveaway. All right, without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode with Marley Rose Harris. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We have a, I want to say either third or fourth time guest on Marley Rose Harris I think you are my most appeared uh, guest on my podcast. Oh my God, Chelsea, because I was like, have I even been on this podcast before? It's been so long that I don't even remember. But yeah, you're right. Remember Australia we, and Byron Bay? Remember we made a fucking bunk bed studio <laughs> and we like put up sheets around the bunk bed to record podcasts? Like literally we were, we did a podcast then. And then when we met, you were on my podcast, I think. So I'm like, I actually think this might be your third or fourth appearance. Oh my God, I'm so honored. I know. I'm like, everyone, I, I will say too, when we do podcasts, people DM me. They're like, I love the ones with you and Marley. I'm like, do we need to like start a separate <laughs> do we need podcast? Our podcast? Yeah. I know. Let us know, guys. DM <laughs> us if you want a Chelsea and Marley podcast. But I'm so excited to chat today because like you just said, last time you were on, we were literally two different people. Like our growth and just the way we've evolved and pivoted in the last year plus has been insane. And specifically with you, from when I met you to where you are now, it's like two different versions of you and not in a bad way, in an actually a really incredible, inspiring way. So can you just talk about when we met, you were doing graphic design and you're running Rose Designs and now you are full on business coaching, money coaching. How did you go from graphic design, which from my understanding was making you really great money and giving you a full time career to doing what you're doing now? 
Yes, and it's so crazy because just last night I was hanging out with one of my friends and we're like new friends. She's only met like this version of me. And I was like, no, 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 like you do not understand. Like, and I was showing her photos of me even just like a year ago. And she's like, that is like not you. And I'm like, no, that was me. Like, it's so crazy. Even just looking at my physical body, how much has changed in the past like year alone. So, okay, yeah, thank you so much for that. So, yeah, I started off um, in graphic design because I really wanted to create a business for myself that gave me, you know, the Tim Ferriss vibes, like location freedom, financial freedom. Um, And so I'm from Canada and I hate winter. I absolutely hate winter. I hate going outside and my face hurts. And I was so motivated by that. Like that was my first thing that I was motivated by to start my own business. I was like, I want to live in Australia. I want to have summer all the time. Like that was my motivation. And so I started this online graphic design business because at the time I was, it was just, it just kind of fell into my lap. Actually, people were asking for it. I was starting to practice a lot more and I was like, this is actually fun. I was really enjoying it. But while doing that, I was also talking to everyone about manifestation, you know, vision boards, like law of attraction, manifesting money, business. That's what I've been talking about. And that's what I'm so passionate about since like the womb, I swear. (laughs) And so, but I never thought, and again, Chelsea and I just um, recorded an episode for my podcast but we were talking about this was like, it was just so obvious that it seemed too obvious. Like, oh, well, I could never make a business out of that, you know? Whereas like, then fast forward, I was growing that graphic design business for about three years and it got to the end and I was so miserable. I was crying every day. I was, you know, working 14 hours a day. I was constantly stressed. I lost my mojo because when I first started, I was like, woohoo, jumping out of bed, so excited. And then, you know, three years in, it's just like, it was just so out of alignment. I had grown so much and I was holding on to this thing that wasn't in alignment with me anymore. But I was so scared to pivot because everyone was like, why the fuck would you like end this business? You're making more money than you ever even thought possible. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Like, you know, at that point, I was making, yeah, like, more money than I knew what to do with. It was going so well, but it was so unfulfilling and it was making me miserable. And so Mm. last year, I like last year, literally this time I launched my first coaching program and it was to help people live this life of financial time and location freedom, because I'm so passionate about that. That's like the thing that I talk about at dinner parties. That's the thing that I would just do for free. And it just, again, felt too easy. So I had someone actually message me one day. I like had the idea in the shower that, oh my God, I'm going to do this coaching. And then I had one of my employees message me asking if I could be their coach like 15 minutes later. I was like, oh, okay, universe, like I see you. Um, And so I really just took that as like my invitation to start coaching. And I launched it last year and it sold out immediately. And I was like, okay. Um, And I really saw how much my energy was different like when I was coaching versus when I was working on a website so it took a while like it took probably six months for me to really come to terms with the fact of like okay I'm gonna dissolve those designs and I'm gonna pivot into this coaching thing and it really just came down to the fact of like I don't even care if I make less money or if I have to like lower my standards for a bit I just would rather be happy 
and I'd rather feel fulfilled. And I realized like it doesn't the money doesn't really matter. Like money is just energy. So when you're in energetic alignment, it flows to you. And I I know you know that as well. So I made this decision, okay, I'm ending those designs. I was so scared, but I just knew in my heart and soul that it was the right thing to do. I knew I was ready to step into the version of me who was like doing the thing that they were put on planet Earth to do. And I did it. And the funny thing about money is that with energetic minimums, if you've achieved a certain amount, so for example, if you work nine to five and you make $3,000 a month, right? When you leave your nine to five, it's actually very easy for you to hit that $3,000 a month again, because you already know you're deserving of receiving that money. You've done it before, so you can do it again. And I see this, it's happened to me and it happens to my clients. Like my client just quit her bank job. She was so scared to lose that income. Obviously it's scary, but I was like, trust me. I was just like supporting her. You've got this, you've got this. And when she quit in her first month of quitting, she already surpassed her bank income. And again, that doesn't happen every time, but she was just so undeserving of that income that when she quit it, she was able to hit it again very quickly. And same with me. So I was nervous, but um, when I quit, I immediately hit the monthly income again and surpassed it because I was in alignment. So I just think that's a really interesting story because I wish I knew that <laughs> before I, I would have taken six months to make the leap. You know, I was like, oh, well, if I knew that was going to happen, I would have done it earlier. So just like motivation to anyone listening who's maybe scared to make that leap, scared to make that pivot. It's like the universe sees you and they it always rewards you for taking those big leaps and taking those big steps into living in alignment and living your dream. So fast forward now is I'm living my, like I'm living that dream that I, and it, it's so crazy to say out loud, it still doesn't feel real, but I am every day waking up, feeling fulfilled, doing what I'm meant to be doing and really serving people on a level that is so nourishing and so in alignment. And a year ago, like right today, I was not there. I was so like, and I just realized, you know, this is not why I started a business. I started a business to have freedom, to feel excited every day and, you know, in control of my life. And I realized I just lost that. Um, So yeah, that's my story of how I kind of got from, you know, when we met, I don't, was it two years ago? It must have been two years ago. To, yeah, to where we are today. Two, yeah, wild, wild journey. Incredibly successful journey, and we have so much to unpack here. And I think the first thing that a lot of people are thinking is, "Wow, I want to be able to leave my nine to five, or be able to finally let go of this job that I'm not happy at anymore, whatever the case is, and take that leap of faith." But they're really risk averse. So I'm curious, did you have an idea in mind, like, I need to make sure I have X amount of dollars in the bank before I just dissolve this business? Or are you like, fuck it, let's see what happens? Because I was a very fuck it, let's see what happens person. And I will say from a, a practical standpoint, I wish I would have done that with more leeway in the bank. Because from a nervous system regulation standpoint, then I was freaking out when I saw my bank dwindling. And I was like, maybe I should have saved more money. So I'm just curious your journey and what you'd recommend to people that are feeling a bit risk averse to taking that leap of faith. Such a good question. And I want to even go further back, which is when I, because I was just talking about a pivot I did from like my own business to another own business, right? But I've been there working 
for another company and had to leave that. And that was in 2018. So I first started Rosa Dines in 2018. And I started Rosa Dines, but then I also served like in a restaurant, was a server for three nights a week. And then I also worked at a marketing, like at my college story, running the entrepreneurship center, the marketing for the entrepreneurship center part-time. So I held on to those like safety nets for eight months before I actually let go of those. It was like, okay, I feel okay now to um, pivot and actually go full-time with my own business. And I wish I didn't maybe hold on it for so long because the crazy thing that happened, and this just like totally emulates what I was saying before, which is I was at a point where I'm like, okay, it was at a monthly minimum that I was like, I would be comfortable if I just made this per month and I'm in my business and I'm comfortable with that. And I actually remember saying to my friends, just being like, holy shit, I'm so scared. I'm so scared to like, you know, end both of these businesses, sorry, these jobs and like be full-time with my business. And my one friend, I'll never forget what she said to me. She was like, Molly, there's just no way that you aren't going to be successful. Like there is absolutely no way that this doesn't work out for you. And if it doesn't, then it's not meant for you. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're right. So then I quit it. I quit both those jobs because my goal, like I was leaving. I had, a, I had a flight booked to Australia, baby. Like I was going. So I had to leave those jobs. And guess what? The, the next month that I left those jobs, like the first month that it was just me and my business, I had my first 10K month. And I wasn't even close before. Like I was maybe at like 6K a month. And so to go from 6K to 10K, I was like, okay. And that was the moment in my life that I realized when you take big risks, you get big rewards. So anyone who's risk averse, I feel you, I see you. And I never recommend to my clients to just quit. Like, cause you know what that does? It creates so much overwhelm, so much stress. And when you're selling, it's from a place of desperation of like, this business mm. has to work because this business doesn't work. I, like, I don't like building business from that energy because people pick up on that energy. People can feel that, you know, but when you're selling from a place of so much deservingness, so much joy, so much fulfillment and just like a very neutral standpoint, um, I teach this a lot, actually, like as much as you can in business, just to remain neutral in launches, in selling, whatever it is, because you become a magnet. Like, I'm totally going on a tangent here, but I think it's important, which is, you know, when you're dating someone and they're very like neutral and they're like, oh yeah, we can, we can go out tonight, like whatever. And you're like, oh my God, like I, I'm like, so I need this person. Like I, I'm obsessed with this person. It creates that like magnetic energy. Well, that's how the universe works. Like that's the law of energy. That's the law of reciprocity. So it's like reciprocity. I can never say that word, but I know I'm like reciprocity. Reciprocity. Thank you. Thank you. That's the law of reciprocity, which is like when you remain neutral, you are a magnet for success. You are a magnet for abundance. You are a magnet for money. Um, I like talking about money a lot, and it's you know business isn't just about making money, but I think it really helps quantify the energy, right? Like you can see, you can see a direct correlation with your money and your energy. So it's just an easy way to explain things. But just so that you guys know, like business is so much more than just receiving money. Um, so yeah, what I want to say is that like, when you take those big risks, you get those big rewards. And so 
it has to, but it has to be in alignment and from a place of neutrality. So if you're wanting to quit your job, okay, amazing. I'm so excited for you. But how about you start your business now? Like start it now, do what you can now, and don't prolong your business until you quit. However, that is my energy. But I actually have worked with people who are like, I just need to quit. Like I, I know me and I know that if I put myself in the deep end, it's like I will swim. Like some people just need to jump, but be honest with where your energy is at. And you know you more best than anyone else. Like what works best for you? And so just to tie this all together, what I first left, like, let's just say corporate, it wasn't really corporate, but you know what I mean? Like when I left my, my nine to five and then pivoted to my business, I took a long time and that actually worked really well for me because I was still nervous when I quit my job, like my nine to five, but I was like, I, I deep down knew I was going to be okay. You know, it wasn't like, I wasn't like, holy shit, running around with my chicken, my head cut off. Like I had systems in place. I had a uh, audience like, and it was flowing. So I felt really good about that. Um, however, and then I, I guess same thing, like when I pivoted just this past year from Rose Designs to my personal brand, like I still had those foundations in place. So even though it was scary, like I had evidence that it was going to work already, you know, and that gave me confidence so that when I was selling again, it wasn't from a place of like desperation. It was like, I know this is going to work out. This is going to be okay. And I was able to make decisions based off like what actually brought me joy and not just for money, if that makes sense. Oh, so much sense. It, 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 you're talking really about you were so regulated and resourced that you're like, I actually don't have to worry about paying rent or my phone bill because I made sure I had the foundation set up where I think some of us, like myself included, have put myself in a position where it's like, fuck it, who cares? I'll figure it out. And then I'm like, I do come from that desperate place of, oh my God, this has to be the best launch ever. If it's not, I'm going to be homeless. And how am I going to pay bills? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to have to have my parents send me money. And now I'm like, please sign up, please sign up. And it's like, you said that is not the energy you want to sell from. I can tell you guys firsthand when I've sold from desperate energy, the program has either not sold. Or I've only sold like one or two spots because it is literally scarcity mindset. And so I love what you're saying is, yes, you might actually want to start when you're in your corporate business because start thinking of your paychecks as your business funds. I think that's something I didn't think about when I was working in corporate America. Instead of going to Sephora and drinking on the weekend and whatever, blowing money on whatever I was doing, it was like, I could have used a thousand dollars and hired a graphic designer, a website editor, a, a logo designer. And instead I was, I don't, again, I don't know what I was blowing it on. But my point is, use your paychecks now to build the business that you want or start funneling money into a business fund. Because then what Marley's saying, you'll be so neutral when you do start your business. It's not going to feel like, holy shit, I need to sell a spot or else I'm going to be on the streets. We don't want that energy at all. Exactly. And something that's really important though, is that when you start your business, it's not your side hustle. Like declare now that this is your full-time thing and your nine to five or your corporate job is actually your side hustle. That's just the thing that pays the bills, that keeps the lights on while you're building your full-time career. Like when I was still working nine to five and, you know, serving and all these things, but I was building Rose Designs, if I met someone and they asked me what I did, I was like, oh, I own my own business. Like I was already making it my reality, even though you know, they didn't have to know that I had, like I was working on this side. But I think something that really helped was like, 
declaring that so that like the universe and my mind could catch up with like okay this is my full-time things and I made decisions in a different way you know like I I couldn't just put it off to the side because a side hustle even that word is like it's on the side you're not fully committed to it like and that brings in an energy of okay well it doesn't have to work. It's okay if I just like work on it two hours a week. Like if you really want a business to grow and succeed, like you have to be in it every single day, like every single day. And I think that goes so under noticed and so underrated of, of like, yes, of course you can get viral on TikTok in like two weeks. I've seen it happen. It's happened to my clients and it's really exciting. But the reality is the, and like those are unicorn situations. Like the reality is, <laughs> and the, the test of time with business, like it takes consistency, it takes dedication, and that's just not something that you can overlook. And so really what my point is here is like, declare this as your main thing and and watch everything shift around you. It will change the trajectory of your future and of the growth of your business. And when, when you declare it now that it's your full-time thing. Love that. I'm convinced also if you make your Instagram bio say what you want, you will literally call it into existence. I did that when I started mindset coaching and I was like, I don't even care that I don't have an offer yet. I'm putting it in my bio. And like you said, I just spoke differently to people. It changed my whole perspective and energy. So when people asked what I did, it wasn't like, oh, kind of like do this and this and this because that energy is wishy-washy and people were like, so is that what you do or not? You want to declare it. And when you declare it and you own it, people can read that and want to invest in you. So amazing advice. I want to talk about self-sabotage with money because Mm. this is something I feel like entrepreneurs go through and I don't feel like people talk about it a lot we all want to hit the 10k month the huge client the the pay in full you know sold out program but a lot of us like you were saying before if we're used to that three thousand dollar paycheck every month from our corporate job having a fifteen thousand dollar month is like what what like am I really supposed to have this is this supposed to be in my bank account and for me this actually has happened my first course launch did so well. And I kind of freaked out because I never made that much money. And I just kind of blew it. I was like, I don't even want this in my bank account. Like, get it out. Let me just spend it. I don't deserve this. I was used to seeing a low number in my bank account. So it was like, I almost just sabotaged that money so I could see that low number again. And I'm wondering if you've dealt with this, your clients dealt with this, what would you tell people to be able to kind of open that valve to receive money and hold it? Such a good question. So I firstly want to say that it has to feel safe for you. And the only reason that you might be blowing it or trying to give it away is because receiving that money feels unsafe because it's new. It's different. You're like, what the fuck is going on? And I have this like I and I you I don't think this actually stops if I'm being 100 percent honest, like at every new level and every new quantum jump, it's like, okay, this is really uncomfortable because your brain's number one value is safety so if something does not feel safe they try to push it away and it sounds so crazy right because you're like actually $15,000 feels really good to me like I don't know what you're talking about this feels really good but everything to do with money all of your money beliefs everything is in the subconscious mind so we're constantly like consciously in our conscious mind trying to control our money beliefs and nothing is changing The same patterns are happening with money, you know, the same, you know, come and go, receive and spend, you know, paycheck to paycheck. And you're consciously trying to be like, well, I don't want this. I don't like this. But it doesn't mean anything because everything 
all your beliefs, everything to change your money reality is all found in your subconscious mind. So your subconscious mind has a belief that receiving this money is unsafe because maybe you've never seen this amount of money in your bank account before. It's new. You've grown up in a situation where money was scarce. So your belief deep down, because as a child, you grew up in money scarcity was money is hard to receive, money is hard to come by. And then, you know, 25 years, 30 years later, you receive this abundance of money. And you're like, this is out of alignment with what I believe to be true. So I'm going to push it away, not consciously, subconsciously. So the key to receiving that money and making it feel safe is to rewire your subconscious mind. There's many ways to do this, but one of the most simple tools that I've been using, and literally before I even got obsessed with like the subconscious mind and learning about this, I just used affirmations for like the first two years. And this is what got my monthly income from like, you know, $200 a month in my business to like $20,000 a month in my business. And, and that was just like the past two years, you know, more recently I've been hitting bigger numbers, but it's all because I've now quantum leaped it because I've been using like tools like, you know, hypnosis and quantum healing and all these like amazing things, which I can even talk more about. But if you're just like in the beginning of your money mindset journey, affirm that this is safe for you. Like if my, if you were my client in that situation, Charles, I would have been like, I want you to affirm every day through affirmations, like receiving $15,000 is normal. It's safe. You have to make it no big deal. You have to keep affirming, like, this is normal for me. Like, haha, of course this happened. And kind of just, like, make it no big deal. And it's kind of interesting, but this comes back to the neutrality thing. Like, not make it a high, high, or a low, low. Like, well, this is normal. We're moving on. Like, on to the next thing. Because if you freak out about it, then your brain is going to freak out about it and be like, oh, my God. And, of course, this is easier said than done. This comes with practice. But you'll start to notice, once you're aware of this kind of stuff, you'll start to notice the patterns. Um, before, you might not have been aware of like, oh my God, every time I get a big amount of money, I always just spend it. You know, and you weren't even aware that you were doing this, but now you've listened to this and you're like, oh my gosh, I have these money patterns. I have these money habits and I don't want to have those money habits anymore. The first step is truly awareness and then it's declaring what you want. So, okay, I actually want my bank account to have like $10,000 of savings in it. So you affirm every day, having $10,000 of savings is normal for me. I like affirm as if it's already happened. And through repetition, repetition is the mother of learning and the mother of like healing your subconscious mind. Um, and again, it's one of those things that's so freaking simple that it can go so under the radar. And you can be like, well, pff, I'm not going to heal like all my money trauma with affirmations. That's too easy. But like, you guys, it gets to be that easy. And I've, I've seen it for my clients. I've done it for myself. And as you really want to quantum leap your growth, that's when you can, you know, start using things like hypnosis and working with coaches and, you know, journaling and all these beautiful things. But like as a very beginner step is affirming and, and just making it feel safe because that really just comes down to you not feeling safe in this thing that you think that you want, but your subconscious is like, nope, this is scary. I don't like this. And so just affirming for yourself that it is normal and it is safe and watch your income quantum leap. Love that advice. I, I think everybody needs to 
try to do inventory, like you said, of those patterns and see what are my patterns. I think for me, I realized a big pattern of spending was even when I get birthday money, I felt like I had to spend it that day or the next day instead of being like, let me hold on to this for a summer vacation or a rainy day. It was like literally that day I would blow it. And I'm like, where did I learn this? And then you look at your parents and then your friends and how they grew up spending. And you're like, oh, it's not just me. It's literally all these things that influenced me. So I just need to do some inventory and see how I can adjust, like you said, to some of these tools and use them. And I will say something that did help me, what you're just talking about, it didn't feel safe because I felt dumb for not knowing how to manage it. So I was like, I don't know how much to put to taxes. I don't know how much my business expenses are. I don't even know, you know, this, that, and the other thing. So why would I have $15,000? I can't do anything with like, like keep me at the level I'm used to managing, which was two to 3000 for my corporate job. So I will say this, I committed to a year of learning like financial literacy. I asked a CPA, how much should I put aside for taxes? And then I built a new bank account and I started funneling money into there. I started learning about money management. So now I don't feel like an idiot when money comes in, which is how I felt a year and a half ago. It's like, I have money now and I know what to do with it. It's not, yeah, I have to feel safe and my money has to feel safe. Like, does my money have a home the way that if, to feel safe, you need a home? And that really clicked for me, but that took a while. And I think that's something that people expect this to change overnight. And I'm, I want to know your experience, like going from that $200 to the 20 K to 50 K and above, like, can you give us the timeline of some of these things? And when do you feel, what was that moment where you were like, wow, I like understand the name of the game here. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I get it. Things are clicking. Oh, so good. And I just want to go back to what you said about like learning finances. You know, again, we just talked about this in our last episode, which was you're not going to take one Spanish class and be completely fluent in Spanish. You know, for whatever reason in our society, we're not taught finances. So why are we expected that when we start to making money to know how to manage it? And there's so much shame not knowing how to manage it. And that's why I'm so passionate about teaching money, because it touches you in every area of your life. You know, after this, I'm going to eat breakfast. I paid for that with money. Uh, we're on a, using a laptop and a mic. I paid for that with money. Like everything that you touch and everything that's around you comes back to money, like really. And so it's just so crazy to me that it's one of the things that's really never taught. And there's so much shame about not knowing it. So just know that like, if you don't know money, it's just on the other side of learning. It's just on the other side of committing to that learning. And I've, you know, when I first started my money journey, when I started making money, I was like, I don't know what to do with this. Like, I don't know what this feels like to make money. And this is weird. <laughs> and I'm like, why don't I know anything about this? And I had this whole moment. I'm like, I'm angry that no one taught me this. But then I'm like, I'm in control of my life. I get to choose like what I learn about now. So then really for the past, you know, three years, I've been dedicated to learning like everything that there is to know. Well, it's never going to end. I'm constantly learning, but about money and money mindset. And, um, Another thing I want to touch on is like, if you're sitting here and you're like, okay, well, I don't know what my subconscious mind believes. Like how, how do I know that? First off, number one is take a snapshot of your reality. Your reality right now is a direct correlation to what your subconscious mind believes. So take a snapshot of your bank account, take a snapshot about your monthly income. Like that is where and what your subconscious mind believes that you deserve. So in order to increase that and improve that, you need to rewire your subconscious mind to also believe that you deserve this higher number and this higher, um, you know, income that you're desiring. 
And a great way also is to just rewrite, like take a piece of paper, you know, light a candle, put on some binaural beats and at the top of the page, write like my beliefs around money and just free write, like put on a timer for seven minutes and just go. And you'll be so surprised. Uh, the first time I did this, I was like, whoa, I didn't even know I believed that. Like that, where did that even come from? And it's when you start journaling, you can really tap into your subconscious and you'll start to feel this like thing taking over and you'll just feel ideas coming out of nowhere. And that's really because you need to get it out. Like you need to get it out and you need to see it. And then you need to go to work to rewire it. So anyway, just want to add that in there. But to answer your question, like when did it really click for me? That's a really good question. I feel like it's still kind of clicking. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> but I would say definitely, definitely in the past year, um, you know, changing my income from, you know, regular $20,000 a month to, you know, now hitting fifty to $60,000 a month. That for me was like, okay, looking in hindsight, it's like, what have I done to get here? Like, what did I do? What is the correlation? How did I do this? This is crazy. You know, like I come from a town and a family that like, if you make $50,000 a year, you you've made it, you know, like, that is just so beyond what I ever thought possible in any sort of situation. But I believe it really comes down to like what you focus on grows. And when you ignore money, money ignores you. When you focus on money and when you respect money, money loves and respects you. It's just energy. And I really committed to like learning about the energy of money learning about the energetics of money and how it works and how can I remove blocks to be like an open vessel to receiving and then setting up the structures in my business to constantly have a area for people to give me money because you know a lot of my clients when we first start together it's like they're you know unsatisfied with where your monthly income their monthly income is but I'm like is there a way for me to pay you right now? Like if I want to work with you, can I work with you? Can I pay you right now? Like, do you have a bank account set up? Do you have like a Venmo? Like how can I send you money? And they're like, there's no way. I'm like, well, then how are you supposed to increase your income if no one can pay you right now? Like you're thinking about the law of space. You were just talking about this. You can't manifest a car if you don't have a parking spot for it. Like, and if you can't manifest the money that you desire, if you don't have a way for it to find you, you know, the universe always thinks you're okay, unless you ask for it. So if you don't have a place and a way for people to send you and give you money, the universe is just gonna be like, well, they don't want it then, like, they don't want to receive, like, think about someone who's like, you know, in their minds, they're wanting money, and someone's like, try, like, hey, I want to give you money, here's, here's $500, and you're like, mm, I don't have any way for you to pay me this, they're gonna be like, okay, I'm just going to move on to the next person who does like really think about it that way. Think about opening yourself up to receiving and enjoy receiving, you know, like how you do one thing is how you do everything. So even when someone pays you a compliment, if you're like, oh, oh, well, like, you know, if someone's like, oh, Chelsea, I like your hair today. And you're like, oh, well, you know, like I, I just got it done. I just washed it. Like that's deflecting the compliment. Just like. Sorry to single you on this because you've literally never said that. But like, if anyone said that and they're like, just say thank you, like just receive the compliment, which is again, the same thing about receiving money. Like 
just be open to receiving and you will receive. Um, so I think it's been a lot about truly just understanding the energetics of money because I heard, I don't even remember who said this, but when I was early in the journey of, you know, making money and like receiving money, I was like, I heard that like money is actually one of the easiest things to manifest. And I was at a point of like, yeah, right. Like, how come I don't have it then? Like, how come I'm not a millionaire yet then, you know? And then I realized I'm like, oh, because I don't know anything about money. Like, I have no idea. I don't know how to manage it. I don't know how to, you know, receive it. I, I have no idea. So I really, like I said, over the past three years, like been learning everything there is, like as much as I can, books, podcasts, courses, like hypnosis, like everything. And so that's why I'm so passionate now because I just want to shout it from the rooftops. It's like, oh my God, you guys, it's actually way easier than everyone's trying to tell you. And there are specific tools and things that you can do to unblock your subconscious and be this open vessel to receiving. And and it gets to be fun. And it gets to be exciting. You get to live this like version of you that you are meant to live. Like abundance is your birthright. And no matter anyone who's listening to this right now, you are deserving of living this wealthy life. It's just on the other side of rewind your subconscious. Love that. I know there's people listening that, like you said, it's like, obviously I'm open to receiving. I would love to win the lottery today. Like, why wouldn't I want $10,000 just hitting my bank account? And I realized for me, and I wonder if this happened for you too, when if this happened at all, I realized I didn't have a plan. I wanted $10,000 just because it like sounded great. But then mm -hmm. I was like, what would you actually do with $10,000? And then I really mapped it out and not even vague, like $1,000 savings, $1,000. I was like $1,000 to a flight to blank, 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 staying at this place. And then it was like 5% to this, 10% to this. I use percentages because that was easier for me. Mm -hmm. But I was like, um, oh my God, it's because I this $10,000 number is just floating around in my head, which by the way, isn't it funny that 10,000 is like this random number that, became like the ideal number in the coaching yeah. industry. It's really funny to me, yeah. but we all want this number and then, but we don't have a plan. So like you said, subconsciously, we're probably blocking it because it's $10,000. is like, what am I going to do in your bank account if you don't have a plan for me? And I think when you plan, you feel safe because same thing. Imagine you traveling. You wouldn't travel to a place and like not have a place to stay, not get the local currency, not understand how to get from the airport to your place. Think of money that way too. It's like money's not just going to, fall into your bank account and then tell you where to go. You have to tell it where to go. That didn't click for me, honestly, until a year ago where I was like, I want all this money, but I don't have a plan for it. So no wonder it's not coming to me because it's like, why would I come to you? You're not even going to do, you're not, even if it's saving it, you don't even have a plan for saving. What the hell are we going to do? Just do nothing in your bank account. So, um, I think that was something that I'm curious with you and yeah, receiving, but not knowing like what you would do with it. Were you just like, I just want the money in my account or were you like, no, I have very clear plans of like where this money is going. Mm, such a good, such a good question. So my like underlying point on this is like, give your money purpose. And for a lot of people, you know, making like a hundred thousand dollars seems so like over the top, you know, it's like, I don't need a hundred thousand dollars. Kids of Italy. Um, you know, like it's like, why would I even, I don't even need this. Right. That's what a lot of people that I talk to say about that type of money. And, you know, you hear this all the time, like, oh, you don't need that much money. You're like, what are you going to do with that much money? You know, why do you need that? Um, yeah, kids will clearly, I say that every time. I don't want to manifest what I say. Um, 
Mm-hmm. So give your money purpose. I want everyone on who's listening to this to do an exercise, which is so fun. Exactly what you said, Chelsea. Like, write down what you would do with $100,000 right now. What would you do? How would it change your life? And then it gives the money a reason to find you, you know? And for example, if you're in a relationship with someone and you're just like, you're not even connecting with them, you have you have no reason for them to be in your life. Are they going to want to be in your life? No, bye. They're going to be like, I don't see how my, I fit into your life. Like you're not even asking me out for dinner. You're not even, you know, talking to me, conversing with me. We're not even talking about our future. Like what's the point of being together then? See ya. Same thing with money. It's like, well, if I don't have a reason to be in your life and if you don't really want me, I'm not going to come to you. So something, an exercise I love doing is like writing down all the things that I would do with $100,000. And then you're like, fuck yeah, I want to make this money now because I'm like, I could do this. I'm going to go to Bora Bora. Then I'm going to buy this. And, and it's really just like gives the money a reason to find you. And something that I've been doing for like ugh, maybe four years now is having a vision for it. So I always have goals and what I like, what I would do with the money when I receive it. So, you know, one of my biggest goals was to buy a villa in Bali. And so that was constantly on my vision board. That was constantly something that I was working towards. So I was like, I was so motivated to like receive more, attract more because I really wanted to hit this goal. And I was really excited about it. It brought me so much joy and, and fulfillment. And, you know, that manifested this year. But I believe that that happened because I've, I've been focusing on that goal for literally three years. Like since I've met you before that, um, I had this goal of buying a villa and it was able to come through because I declared it. And I also had like this, this purpose for my money. And so I think the takeaway here is like, give your money purpose. Love that. Give your money purpose. Um, practical tip for anybody listening. I made different bank accounts with actual names on it. Like I have a bank account right now that's called Get Out of Satellite Beach. That's the name of the bank account because <laughs> I'm so bored here. I'm like, get me out of here. So it's like when I funnel money into that, it's like, this is going to get me out of Satellite Beach. This one is going to my health expenses. Like that really helped me um, give my money a purpose instead of just like floating in my bank account. Because for me, I was like, because I'm a spender, that's my thing. I spend. Mm-hmm. So if it's just sitting in my bank account, I'm like, oh, I can spend it. But when I gave it purpose and named it, it changed the name of the game. So I think that might help a few people. But what I want to talk about next is raising prices. I feel like there are so many people that probably want to raise their prices. It's a new year. Maybe they thought about raising them and then they got scared because they're like, I, who am I to charge that much money? Why mm-hmm. would I charge that much money? I also find a lot of times people that are not specifically in business coaching have a hard time raising their prices because they're like someone in business coaching. You're kind of like, if I pay you $5,000, I'm kind of expecting to make 5,000 or more back. Mm -hmm. But if you're investing in like a health coach or maybe even me, a podcast coach, it's like, there's not, you might invest $5,000 with me and you might not make 5,000 back. So I'll use myself as the example. Sometimes it feels weird to raise my pricing because I'm like, oh, it's not that tangible ROI as it is in business coaching. So what would you say to someone that wants to raise their prices, but they're like, I feel weird. I don't know how. And it's just feeling like, what's the value of me even raising my prices? I love this question. I love this question so much. Okay. And again, this is going to come back to kind of like an energetic thing. And as you can tell, probably now <laughs> the way I teach business and money is very like energetically. Um, so what I want to say about this is 
you have to charge what you're energetically ready to receive. Okay. So let me give you an example. And this is kind of a tangent, but it all ties together. So I started working with one of my um, one-to-one private clients last year. And she's like, I really want to hit a 10K month. And I've just raised my prices. Um, and But like, it feels really shitty. And I, I'm not signing anyone. I'm like, yeah, you're not signing anyone because your prices are out of alignment with what you're ready to receive. I was like, why did you raise your prices as much? She's like, well, someone told me to. And I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, what would feel really good, nourishing to receive? You know, you feel like you put, this is the value of what your offer is and it feels really good. You know, it's a little bit pushy. Like it's a little bit scary. Like, ooh, I'm a little bit scared, but you know the value is there. Like, you know, you're deserving of receiving that. I think the biggest mistake is that people start and they look online and they compare their their journey with someone who's like maybe like five years into business, 10 years into business, and they charge the same amount as that because they're like, oh, well, they're charging that. That makes sense. So I'll just charge that. But it's like, they're so further along in their journey and their deservingness. And that's what feels really good to them. I never really looked externally to find the value, like how I price something. Of course, it's great to be like, okay, what's the industry standard? But you need to know what feels good to you. Like I was having a conversation with my marketing manager yesterday. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to charge this. She's like, well, why? I'm like, I just know the values there. And I feel really good about receiving like that. Like if I receive that number, I know that my energy will match that. For sure. And beyond. And so back to my client, we lowered her pricing, which is again, you're probably like, what? Business coach lowered the pricing, but it just, it was out of alignment. So when she lowered her pricing, boom, 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 she hit her first 10K months after two months of working together because she was in alignment with that amount. And you have to remember money is energy. I'm going to say it like 5,000 times on this. So yes, I believe raise your pricing when you're value and your energy is higher than the the dollar amount of your pricing. So let me give you like an exact example, just how I did it. So when I first launched my business coaching last year, it was, you know, a certain amount. And I felt really good about that. It was really exciting, you know, but I look back at that now, I'm like, holy shit, that was such a small amount, you know, but it's because I've come so far. I've learned so much so that the second time, and I, admittedly probably priced it a little bit lower just because I want testimonials in. I want to get a lot of people in so I can just like blow their socks off and then raise my pricing after. Like just remember your pricing isn't cemented. You can always raise it. And so then on my second container, I doubled my pricing. Like I fucking doubled my pricing. And even at the time I had a business coach and she's like, Riley, don't do that. Like don't that's that seems like a lot. And I'm like I know, but I know because I've seen the success of my clients that they are going to make that money back. I feel so in alignment. And you actually don't even talk about that because like you said, it doesn't matter about if they make the money back, but I see the value in what I'm giving them. And and I know how much energy it takes for me each month. Um, And so this amount feels really good because if you don't charge your worth, you're going to start to resent your clients and you're starting to resent what you do. The price that you charge has to be in alignment with the energy that you put out. And that's how you will constantly feel nourished in your business. Because the minute you start feeling burnt out and undernourished, you have to raise your pricing. Because it just means that like you're you've overvalued, like you've undervalued your offer. So you've undervalued mm. your pricing. So raise your pricing, 
when you're feeling undernourished and, un- and underappreciated kind of because energy money is a great way to like feel nourished and feel like valued yeah. you know does that answer your question yeah yeah and if you think about it what you, the last sentence you just said someone told me this once and I, it really clicked it's like the most selfish and scarce i am is when i'm broke when I'm making a lot of money, I am so much more generous. Mm. I'm My health and wellness is on point. I'm giving back more. I can help more people. This never clicked for me, but I was like, when I make more money, I can actually do more things for free. So I could actually give away more and lower cost tier things and free shit all the time if I were well-resourced. When I'm mm. not well-resourced, I'm freaking out about paying rent. And I'm like, I'm not giving away anything for free. I got to pay the bills next month. I'm charging X, Y, Z. So I like what you just said. It's it's not even about it makes you feel like better. It's like it actually is your livelihood. It is how you are alive. Like you have to, you said this earlier, everything you touch is money. Till the day you die, and even after the day you die, money will affect you. It's going to affect your family, your kids, your partner. So why not look at the relationship to it now? Um, There's no way to avoid it. Like we're not going to start trading. Uh, we're not going to go back to trading like spices for tomatoes. Like that, Those days are over. We have to learn how to use money. So I love what you just said. And yeah, it's it sounds like you're talking about nervous system regulation again. Like if you feel safe and comfortable and charging $5,000 and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's an amount I, I could, it feels a little scary, but I could do it, then do that. But if you're like, oh, I'm going to charge $20,000 and you're like, what the actual fuck? I would never, no one's going to do that. Ew, I can't believe I would charge that. Then don't charge that. That would be, like you said, out of alignment. So it's like turning up the temperature just a little bit versus like oven on full blast. Let's see what happens. But Mm. there is something I want to talk about because I know you saw this in your business. There is strategy that goes into it. And I think a lot of people have their, their businesses set up in a way that wouldn't really generate them the revenue they're looking for because of one simple thing. For example, maybe they offer a one-off consult for $100 and like that's their only thing outside of a course and you could actually be offering a six-month package for like $5,000. And I I didn't realize that until later. I was like, my offers and my structures are just weird. So what would you tell someone that's like, I've had my business, I have an amazing website, like the clients I do have are great, but I feel like I'm not making the money I want and maybe it's a structure or systems issue Mm, oh my gosh so much to say on that and sorry i keep having like more things i want to say but the last thing i said which is just (laughs) one thing about that also though is with raising your pricing it's also amazing to have a coach for that because they see you in your highest potential you know when i first started my mom was like my coach because i'm like mom i'm gonna charge 50 dollars for a logo like that's so scary and she's like what the fuck you need to charge like 500 i'm like no way that's so scary so then i would be like okay i'll charge like 300 and that was still so scary but she saw that higher vision for me and like saw me in my highest potential because we belittle ourselves and we like underestimate and devalue ourselves all the time so when i work with my clients i i rarely tell them what to charge I'll give them guidance on it like what we've just been talking about but some of my clients who I start to work with me I'm like oh my gosh we need to double your pricing and they're like what no I'm like no you have to double your pricing like this is so undervalued and I'm not and so it's just really nice having a coach just to be like okay like see your blind spots and hold you to this highest version of you um so and then okay so with the systems issue there's so much to unpack here, um, but it really comes down to, you know, 
creating a business that has reoccurring revenue. Like, mm. because for, let me just give you an example. So one of my clients who I worked with last year, um, when we first started, she had like an intake call and it was like a one-off call that was, let's say like a, like $170. And then, no, it wasn't even that. It was like really a hundred dollars. Right. And it was 60 minutes and she would go over all your issues with you. She's a health coach. Or you could sign up for $3,000 and it would be like a six month container and it would be like a higher level of commitment. But you have to remember that as humans, we want the cheapest and quickest fix. That's what we want. So if you were to give someone an option to working with you and you have this like one off $100 thing that will probably solve the issue or you can pay $3,000 and sign up for six months um, and have the same transformation. People are always going to choose the cheaper, faster option, always. So what you have to do in your biz, and again, it's like so it depends on your business and everything, but really how I like structuring and how I work with my clients on their business is like creating that thing that gets people in for a longer amount of time. So I think that one-off calls in the beginning are great to like, you know, have testimonials and see, like, talk to your client, like, gain experience. But, like, as soon as you can, get rid of those calls. Like, I've never offered one-off calls and I never will because, again, you don't go to the gym once and get abs. Like, you're not going to do one call. Of course, it's going to create transformation, but it's not going to, like, grow your business to six figures or, I, again, I don't want to say never, but it could, but majority of the time it creates, you know, there's a longer process when it comes to building things like podcasts, businesses, things like this. So I really recommend for my clients, my students, whatever it is, like get people in that longer thing and don't even give them the option for the quick fix because the quick fix isn't going to work well for them. It's not going to work well for you because you're not going to get this amazing testimonial. Get them in a thing that requires them to show up constantly um, and commit on a monthly basis for like a three month, a six month, and then work it so that it's scalable. Like work it so that maybe you know that if you get like right now, I have one-to-one business coaching. You know, I have a limited amount of people. It's not scalable because I only have so many hours in a day. Um, so I can only take on a certain amount of people. And I know that. But from there, I, I've created my Freedom Club, which is my eight-week business accelerator. And that is scalable. Like I can get as many people in there as I want. And, um, and it helps it helps more people because that's my mission here, you know, is to help as many people as I want. But if I'm just doing one-to-one coaching, I can't scale my business. But when I started launching courses and offerings, and again, I'm talking more of like in the coaching industry, um, but that's where I work with most of my clients, like in fitness and wellness, um, is to create like that scalable offer. But again, that's totally getting ahead because I believe but also a big mistake is that people start a business and then they try to do everything all at once. They create their big offer, they create their small offer, their mid-tier offer all at once. And it's like, and then your client gets really confused because they're like, well, which one should I join? I don't know. And then they just don't join any because it's too overwhelming. So get really clear and just feel, build from a place that is like scalable, but also feels good to you. And I always recommend definitely starting with one-to-one. But the underlying point here is like get them in that reoccurring thing because that's what will grow your income. Amazing advice. I love that we combine strategy, strategy, mindset, energetics, because clearly they all work together to be able to 
create those revenue streams that you want and create that dream life that you want. So I know that we've talked about so many different things today and that you have so much more to say. So is there something coming up that people can work with you? I know you have business coaching, but I know people are going to want to learn about this more. Yes. So if anyone's listening who wants to, you know, transform their financial reality and finally heal all their money beliefs, I have Money Club coming out. Um, which is my five week money course where I really teach you like everything we talked about on this call, really like how to manage your money, the energetics for money, how to, you know, adjust your life. So you are in receiving for money 24 seven. Um, so that's my money course, um, which I'm really excited about. So we can send a link for that. But even if you just want free money coaching, I'm also going to have an event coming up where I'm going to be doing free money coaching. So if you just want to ask questions, you know, asking about like your reality right now and how to move through that, like I'm super happy to help you there. And then I also have my eight week business accelerator freedom club, which is teaching you how to grow and scale your business um, to live a life of financial time and location freedom. And, and yeah, obviously then working with me one-on-one. Amazing. So we'll include all of that in show notes. So my only last question is, the show is called In My Non-Expert Opinion. So what are you not an expert in that you wish that you were? Okay, I always just go off like my first response. And I don't know why, but the first thing that came to my mind was surfing. <laughs> surfing is like one of those things that I truly just do for fun. And it's like, I'm such a beginner at it, but I literally love it so much. Um, I'm actually going on a surf trip next weekend. It's like my first like, surf actual like trip i'm so excited but it's one of those things that like again i'm not good it's really just for fun but i wish i was an expert in it (laughs) love that so be sure to catch marley surfing on the waves and maybe in a few months few years you'll be you know competing in like the roxy tournament or something we'll stay tuned for that that would be so fun i wish I love that. Well, thank you so much. This has been incredible. I learned something. I'm going to do my affirmations. I'm going to go find a hypnosis. I'm going to do all the things. I'll probably do Money Club. And guys, be sure to check out Money Club, Freedom Club, and Marley's podcast. Can you tell us where to find your podcast? Yes. So you can find my podcast. It's called the Money Mindset Manifestation Podcast. You can find me at Marley Rose Harris. On all platforms, I've been really jabbing on TikTok lately, on Instagram, and then my website's just marleyrose.ca. Amazing. We'll include all that in show notes. Thank you so much, Marley. This has been Thank incredible. you. It was so much fun. Well, there you have it. Another incredible conversation with someone who knows her shit. I was obsessed with this conversation. I was like, I need to go back and take notes. So I really hope you took notes as well. And beyond that, I hope you join Money Club. I know how hard Marley has worked on that offer and how much work herself she's done to put into Money Club, and it's been incredible. Like you heard in the podcast, me and her have been side by side on our journey together, and it has been honestly mind-blowing to see what she's been capable of in terms of her business success, her financial success, her mindset, her reality. She knows her shit. So I feel like if you want to work on your money mindset, your relationship to money, and start to really heal those money wounds, 
definitely check out Money Club. Before you go, don't forget about the giveaway, which is leaving a review on the podcast and following Curious Elixirs on Instagram. So all you have to do is follow Curious Elixirs, take a screenshot and send it to me, and then leave a review on the podcast. Make sure you take a screenshot and send that to me as well. Info at ChelseaRife.com or at ChelseaRife on Instagram, and I will put your name into the giveaway and draw a winner to win Curious Elixirs Variety Pack. You are absolutely going to love these. I'm obsessed with them. I just posted about them and someone commented and they're like, yo, Curious Elixirs is my shit. I didn't know anybody knew about them. They're my favorite brand. I'm like, yeah, I know that they're going to blow up. So I know you guys will really love them. And all you have to do to win a free variety pack is leave a review and follow them on Instagram. And lastly, don't forget my podcast coaching is open. If you want to launch your own podcast and if you want to sustain it, grow it, monetize it, and just have fucking fun with podcasting, then I really think it's time to work together. All you have to do is head to the link in my show notes and fill out the bio or DM me at Chelsea Rife and I can send you more information. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in and get ready for another episode coming out this week because remember, we're dropping two episodes a week this month. And thanks for tuning in. 